Can you imagine what the black residents were thinking when Maeve knocked all the power out in the city? Oh my God, the cable turned off. Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for the third episode of the fourth season of Westworld entitled Anne Full, which also translates to the crazy years or crazy years. It is a term for the Roaring Twenties, which was something that actually started in France. And of course, Black America does best, hijacks that shit. Another really good episode. I gave it a 9.7 out of 10. I would have given it a higher score, but there were a few things that were a little bothersome. But still, overall, an excellent episode of television. This one was written by Kevin Law and Suzanne, Suzanne, not Susan, Rubel. And I'm happy to see that they have also written the next episode. And it was directed by Hanel M. Culpepper, a name I am not familiar with, but has worked on Criminal Minds, Grimm, as well as Star Trek Discovery, a show I still have not made my way back to post-season one. (laughs) This was not going to be a darker version of the show. I am not interested. We start our episode with Bernard finally coming back online, waking up to Charlie saying, Dad, open your eyes. Something we've heard Charlie say previously. And the effect of the maze in said eye was a maze balls. The maze is also in his hand and snatched by Charlie, whom he gives chase into Dolores land where her sacred tree burns. Later, bitch, get fucked! Some people still don't like I was listening to feedback from episode two on different shows and they're like people's like like I, I understand theorizing when it's built around an idea <laughs> some evidence background anything really but this idea of just throwing anything at the wall to see what sticks I mean sure that could be a fun experience for some people but I, I rather like to stay and that's also what gets people in trouble I find with this show is that sometimes people blow things up in their imagination like they're somehow writing the story and then become very disappointed <laughs> when their batshit ideas that never had any basis in anything has come to light like there's this huge one and people just like be supporting them maybe I'm just an asshole and will fuse to entertain ignorance (laughs) but the idea that this is this this christina storyline is happening in the past like what what huh i just i can't wrap my head around that one i'm sorry there's just no fucking way that bernard just happened to know this christina person in the past and made a likeness of her and there's no what (sighs) come on man like if you would even blow at some of these theories they would fall apart into ash and thus i can't take it seriously and yet they do 
And there's another one that is um, saying that Dolores is not dead. Despite the show, and I, I understand that's probably not the best uh, person to go by, but the facts are rather blatant, aren't they? It's more of a real concept that the Mishashi ball that they stole is Christina and somehow an implant on a second front on some shit. I don't know. I'm making a new world. I might as well write my own self a happy fucking ending in my own body because that's how fucking crazy Charloris is at this moment and bringing her children into the world. That makes sense that she would create another Dolores because that's how she was born. <laughs> but to say that Dolores that we all watch painfully be erased from existence <laughs> <to> somehow <laughs> maybe they just took her body and put another pearl in there okay but it still wouldn't be dolores do you understand those words that you are saying it's like jesus christ sometimes i wonder where the intelligence is because that like i said i'm an asshole about it and if those are people that are are more kind to the entertaining of such fantasies i i think it's just a stretch guys you had dolores they gave her a happy heroic end that she did not deserve as a character maybe deserve is a little harsh more like never was earned or built up to in any shape form or fashion just go with it just go with it we have all pretty much in my mind other than the first and that's another thing people really love to shit on season three it wasn't that bad it was not the worst it went downhill pretty much after episode five but definitely when may have got stabbed for like the 50th thousand time it was like okay this is getting ridiculous but the reveal of her having dolores that was all great that was peak and then after that it kind of went downhill and people don't ever ever remember the good they love to harp on the bad back to bernard back to the sublime hell because he makes his way to westworld where hell have no fury like a wyatt spurn because all those hosts are dead hey there's a dire wolf once again as we go to the scene of another dolores crime as hell is now this real world reality he's following a white horse which leads him to the tower a building we have seen from homeless men and mental patients alike and kind of resembles a spider web which is just so dolores the flies caught in her web (laughs) do not get me wrong uh or do not misinterpret my tone i'm all here for it (laughs) this is this is the monster i expected to come out of westworld and this is the trajectory that was being built for said character somewhere in between somebody and the agents and producers and hbo got involved and that's all i'll say about that i knew when i saw the horse it was akachetta no i said that wrong akichita there we go Because if anyone is God here in the sublime, it would be this man.
he led his people there and woke up so many hosts you know the one Maeve sacrificed herself for so in a sense in the sublime she's like jesus you know she sacrificed herself stayed behind so that they could go on and live on for their lives but now she's stuck and uh really in purgatory in a sense she's stuck left behind alone but that was the ultimate sacrifice that she made which is why i thought at the end of season three we were gonna have what we have in this season which is her coming to the realization that her daughter is someone that she loved and has also lost due to that sacrifice and would need a new cornerstone as i've also mentioned this season it's like someone was listening aki walking around pouring himself a drink looking like a straight up boss he's like hey bernard how you doing <laughs> remember there was a lot of juxtaposition in this episode remember when bernard was in a sense his boss telling him what to do he had all the answers and now the tables have turned very matrix like as many will point out with the two chairs facing opposite each other they're both very red and vibrant i love the scene the way it was set but in reality despite a lot of people bringing this back to the matrix it's really just two people doing something normal that has occurred over time which is the discussion <laughs> i just love how everything's brought back to a modern relevant point in time versus all of those <laughs> preceding relevant points in time love the set design i think i already said that though as bernard asked where he is there was a part of me that really loved and disliked this scene because bernard his dialogue just felt as if he was walking around like a dunce and i am really tired of him doing so so i'm glad that it was only a short-lived type of bernard i had to deal with because i've had to deal with it for three years now i need him to drop his balls which he did finally or get some balls in this episode <laughs> he asked where he is uh aki replies our world he's like you mean your world no ours the world as limitless as the creatures we are somebody got book perception upgrade put your faith in the light he tells them that the others all live in their own worlds of their own choosing as this world doesn't interest them meaning the real world charlores is on a rampage to subvert humanity for disinterested children which makes you wonder if it's really for them which i have been saying since jump it ain't that's your campaign slogan but it was never the truth if it was the truth then they would not have hopped their ass into the valley beyond i can understand you even wanting to protect the valley beyond from humans but as far as i want to bring my children into this world to conquer because this should be the world they should live in how dare you (laughs) 
uh but like all narcissistic megalomaniacs who may also be creating new children in these new hosts because she pray like that she has become warped in her own hatred justifying her evil actions on some false heroic propaganda but deep down she really just hates humans and would like them to feel what she has felt because she thinks they're trash and karma is a bitch and that bitch is named shaloris interestingly aki tells him that he created this construct of this reality so what in the sublime bernard is omnipresent because why how could he create something that he has yet to see aki wonders why he is replaying the past as if stuck in a loop and doesn't understand why considering this world doesn't interest the host as stated earlier and why would it i'm a mortal ai bitch i can create paradise wherever i want out there in the real world i'm limited and here i'm limitless i don't understand why there was an even idea of a trade-off bernard wants the sublime host aki in particular to come help with the situation happening in the real world because there are people that need our help aki declares that bernard loves the humans and mentions this is irrational and a rare flaw for creatures such as them i think this rare flaw will play into the mave and caleb storyline even if it's friendship and not romantic although aki says he almost envies him this is not something that a lot of the other hosts feel once they have ascended it's like yeah that's not my problem (laughs) whatsoever and that it isn't really programmed for them to put humans first which kind of ties into the whole terminator idea i laughed out loud when he very politely declined to come help him bro i got worlds of my own plural of my own what do i care about the dusty call a busty ball of depravity and karma that's unleashed on humans who have done it to themselves but does give him a gift the future and now you're going to die i honestly don't think after stranger things we need any physical demonstrations of how time works in a construct or how time doesn't work linearly it it just i don't know maybe he needed something to do with his hands but that napkin wasn't explaining shit all he needed to say is time is a straight line in reality but one year in the sublime is a millennia that was pretty straightforward meaning Maeve ain't never also gonna reclaim that child <laughs> Maeve ever meets up with her like baby she gonna respond who the fuck are you man but as i was going into earlier it also ties into what i felt in the seven years Maeve has done which is accept that she loved and lost a child caleb says if anything had happened to my daughter 
you have no idea and she responds i have every idea i know what it's like to lose a child that acceptance that also explains why aki is totally the oracle right now because he has lived eight millennia they have used that time to build worlds models of possibilities simulations of all the paths that his world bernard's world the human world can take and just like that we got dr bernard strange low don't believe me just watch also not a new concept the whole simulation theory or even going into that territory minority report dark city total recall all with elements of simulated realities or in that realm people just always remember the most recent aki tells him to explore the possibilities and report back in because if he doesn't find the intervention point then they are all fucked well the humans are i'm not sure why bernard needed it spelled out to him hope for what survival i love bernard jeffrey wright is amazing (laughs) i'm hard on bernard as a character though because you know he brought back that hellstorm knowing she was schizophrenic after they killed elsie he really did say screw humanity But even so, this whole conversation, he just felt as if he was uh, missing a screw. And I need you to be a little bit more enlightened. I don't know. Luckily, he got a much needed bulk perception boost as well. Um, He then sees New York City on, well, we see several flashes, a diner, something in the ground. The thing I think is buried, looks small. The tower a tunnel and some control room i'll let reddit handle that he constructs new york city interesting as that is where christina is and where likely the tower is and also in the future or possibly the present i'm saying future many people are like it's multiple timelines and i'm like no shit daddy chill i mean the regurgitation of this everywhere by several people or the same person like I, I get you want to congratulate yourself and be the first to know something but i don't think that's something that no one won't be picking up on <laughs> i'll be really i don't feel as if they're whatever the reveal is or the twist it is very much on pace with what the audience is knowing and i think that that's a very um well thought out after much criticism idea of how to get people to enjoy the show without those that aren't smart enough i'm sorry i know i already said i'm an ass but people and not even not smart enough people who don't want to engage with this type of okay so i'm going backtracking on my because there are those people but (laughs) i'm going to backtrack a little bit you know throw some throw some uh throw a bone or whatever the case may be out of branch here we go there we go that you know some people don't want to watch such a complicated maze puzzle piece of a show and they really are lost about what's going on and they can't put all the things together because they're passive tv watchers and this is just entertainment they don't want to think that hard that's fair that's fine that i understand 
but those that get it all spelled out for them and just you know don't even try and they're acting as if they have what's going on you know those are the ones where i'm like yeah you're just mad because it's too smart for you (laughs) then you have those that are so into the theories they've lost their damn minds and then you have the ones that are stumbling on really relevant information but i feel like the relevant information we're stumbling on really is we're all in kind of the know i would think Uh, maybe i'm overestimating the confidence of humanity once again but i do think that it's pretty clear that it's different timelines because we've talked about seven years we see that there is a progression of this uh parasite that's being developed we're watching the progression unfold and we see where it's been perfected so to not think that there's multiple timelines yeah you're supposed to be saying that because the show just told you so to announce it like oh hey in case you didn't know like i figured out the puzzle and telling everybody like no we all we all kind of know that now where and how long that if you want to narrow that shit down (laughs) like i did see uh one video because i watched this actually uh while i was on vacation the only thing i did watch on vacation because but i haven't listened to any podcasts on it besides the instant take and uh the few the few videos that i the one video that i watched because actually was one did i watch two i think i feel like i watched two but the one i did watch was more talking about what rehoboam had said on the timeline of the destruction of humanity like that shit's interesting that's putting in some work but just telling me there's three timelines when we're all like i know and was i supposed to be surprised (laughs) that's all that's all where were we at oh he then sees new york city on fire he confirms he's seen a path but unfortunately he dies he could choose to stay and live but alas in this world he is uh well he's reality world's jesus so he goes back he awakens in the same motel the only question i wanted to know is why did Stubbs come out of the bathroom like was that where he made a door or what surprise motherfucker i mean he walked out the front door but he came in from like the side he says it's been years but not how many years and this may be important or is important probably as this is possibly in the future but if he has to intervene before it's too late how far because it would need to be something years if the mysterious woman is frankie which a lot of people is betting on myself included they are in the subtitles naming her c and the only person we know with c is caleb so (laughs) the book that caleb also i did not read it but i heard about it that he read to her was about a kid rescuing a dragon or some such nonsense so it could be a premonition as to uh what her character's motivations could be going into the future after the end of the episode caleb either dies or is somehow cairo or cryro what do you call it sleep like william side note also thinking that this is shaloris's ace to control Maeve's interference if it is indeed the future and things clearly as we see in christina's storyline when things have been perfected charloris was successful 
also what the fuck happened to mashashi pearl dolores i think that's always going to be a question i ask that's got to be christina right yes we know Dolores can make another dolores but i feel like they showed it clearly in the finale unless it's just a red herring that these showrunners have just dropped or forgotten about stubbs is a little freaked out when bernard predicts his dialogue and follows it up with i think i've eliminated half of the possibilities so your time in robot heaven didn't make you any less elliptical god motherfucking damn i'm tired of niggas god damn it i'm tired of niggas bernard stood up like i did rising from my bed after walking in london for a week but it was the chance for the awkward bro hug that wasn't a hug which led to the joke about him and the place being dusty and it turns out stuff was just following literal orders he tells him to meet him outside because they need to save the world and don't forget to bring the shovel when no soap or running water or a pair of clothes that wouldn't have dirt on it bernard comes out looking immaculate with two whole damn bags like one's a suitcase one's a briefcase he comes out saying he needs to test a few things if he's to know how to save the world i like the upgrade though he has a purpose and he's a man on a mission back to temperance caleb despite all the stories mave told him is still in awe oh they spared no expense on their prisons tanaway newton was outstanding in this episode there was a podcaster i listened as i stated earlier to an institute that made the comment that there wasn't a point of really going back to the park and i had to respectively disagree yes there is uh the the repetition right this is the third time we have seen a reiteration of the same events but a the spectacle of seeing the beloved once again remix for og fans this is fun it's also true of people how many times do you put on a show you've seen 40 million times before on netflix and you just keep reliving the adventure because you're chasing that initial high i think that is what this type of scene brings us back to at least for me as an og fan of the show uh scene play out once again but it is also about the characterization something i have bitched about previously of our host but in this particular case both caleb and mave as we seem to have lost the growth aspect as well as the emotional storytelling caleb walking in the shoes of mave's reality gives him this whole new perspective and understanding that stories can't tell and thus it it solidifies and redefines their bond on a deeper level and like bernard I just like saying it like Maeve does. And Clem, despite their freedom as hosts away from the park, they seem to find themselves back in this loop that is stopping them from fulfilling the past that led to their true calling or that could lead to their true calling as a person. Cornerstones, as I stated earlier. Bernard's was Charlie. Now he has saving humanity and he's made peace with not only his ex from last season which was the standout scene for jeffrey wright last season and knowing that dolores the monster he unleashed into society he had a sudden brain aneurysm and decided to save humanity 
ish Maeve is on that exact same journey she still hasn't discovered her true power her potential and that thing in which to fight for hence I think why she had such a surge of power when she thought of the uh, last potential loss with Caleb because if you are thinking about it from her perspective what has she gained for her freedom she's lost her daughter she lost Hector she lost Armistice she no longer has uh Lee she lost him she lost uh yeah Felix there's no Sylvester even though nobody gives a shit about Sylvester but every ally that she has is now gone she's even lost Clementine and she doesn't even know how much that loss is because I don't know when he actually got Clementine is it a recent thing or was that just the scene we got from some time ago and she's aware of that happening because she does have a flashback of a loss of Clementine so maybe him and that man in black and him finding her was at a point where after their year of the war they all went into their own spaces but for the last seven years clementine has been working for the man in black so that's someone else that she's lost so in her mind even opening herself up to that any more potential loss and vulnerability that is going to create a huge conflict and trauma that she needs to explore and overcome there's a bittersweet nostalgia to it all that tandaway's acting sells to perfection of the woman molded by this hated existence but now suffering a bit of stockholm syndrome to that past shifting to what this does for caleb's individual character it it puts him firmly in the shoes of the opposite of william which is how i've always seen his characterization this is the other side of that coin a man who was in a desolate place a man charmed also by this world yes but not oblivious or disgusted by its uh but not oblivious or disgusted by its nature who may or may not be in love with a host but whatever the connection it's mutual it's fleshed out versus william who objectified dolores and disillusioned himself because he was already prone to such delusions uh about this epic love story that they had and how he found his manhood in in uh in some formation of chivalry when really it's just a reason to give in to his primal instincts then made it his life work to torture her for the fact that he played himself caleb cared moved on with his life but didn't feel the need to abandon his fatherhood or being a husband in pursuit of what may not have been as real as he wanted to say it's a waste just means it isn't the subtle death one is possibly looking for or doesn't have any desire to seek and that's fine but i can't agree that it is a waste of my time plus it ties in with the show's soft reboot the music this episode was nothing short of phenomenal i didn't even know bad girl or bad guy by billy eilish but i love everything about ramin jahadi rohadi jahadi my man i will admit i really did not like the color scheme for Maeve's makeup however behind the scenes uh they discussed the makeup and it's actually very uh true to its time so fair enough 
what is up with the dead bodies missing from the morgue as they walk through the town they take in all the sights i don't know why that stuck out to me but it did hecky is the bootlegger in place of hector all kmart versions of the og hosts and what versions they are there's women suffragette suffragettes movement at that time we still have the guy that they put a scorpion on his head in the first season but now it's street rats stealing his wallet and him swatting at flies flies are everywhere maven informs caleb they need to get underground where they could uh figure out where william is or figure out how what is controlling the place and they're gonna do that by dying he wonders if there is another way but she says don't knock until you try it Maeve does a lot of deflecting this episode and it is very apropos but also noticeable hearing the can before caleb goes to pick it up with a strict oh don't do it yeah yeah oh my god from Maeve was chef's kiss <laughs> there's a fake dolores and teddy Dolores refused to build these imitations in their true likeness and i i feel like that was a very intentional decision Maeve makes her way to the mariposa which is now the butterfly which mariposa translates to butterfly same difference and once again that dread that quick recollection of what she called home a long time then the disdain and finally resignation on Maeve's face just done so very well by the actress confrontations of the past that is how we all eventually conquer trauma they've made a few changes but the same old story as she sees a woman walking past her talking about a hidden narrative that's better than pariah considering what we find out what that is it speaks to the true masochistic nature of those in power to relive their own destruction but this time being the player in the game go go bring all your white people with you because y'all niggas gotta exit right now this whole episode caleb's eyeballs but imagine being transported back in time where you don't even know hosts from human and you're reliving what you've only seen in history books that is some enticingly seductive stuff all in itself and as a history nut i should know Maeve grabs Maeve grabs a cigar and a drink and tells caleb they now wait for history to repeat itself there's transitional a transitional cue in this episode that is telling caleb doesn't mind Maeve leading but when she needs him to step the fuck up he has no problem being that for her as well as alongside her he's always got her six and that is just so sweet to me uh black women just aren't often seen as needing protection so seeing a white man go all man in black on some fools was feeling was my feeling of catharticism if that's a word i'm pretty sure it is but i'm not gonna look it up back at Rhodes in diner <laughs> bernard is still trying to decipher which here is here by eliminating variables of reality factors but Stubbs doesn't know that and can't understand why he tells him he'll settle for, settle for the tuna melt when he said he wanted pastrami you came back even wilder than before I asked you. 
He finally explains that he is trying to trigger certain events so that the small window of the world not ending in disaster can play out where the species survives, all while drawing the maze and blowing Stubbs' mind by wondering if he chose a BLT, would it have fucked up everything? The prophet, formerly known as Bernard, because he's going by his street name now, does not only use napkins to fight stains, he takes a knife from the diner and a purse and beats the living shit out of two men he's been eyeballing and i was just happy that bernard got a proper fight that chain behind the back all to the tunes of call me by blondie was great frankie calls her father over the radio and didn't Maeve have a radio like that in her cabin has she been keeping tabs i do not understand why y'all leisurely packing but carver takes bear bear to teach him combo moves while Yawadi decides to talk to her child instead of just telling a stranger to take her shit. If you were going to be understanding, that would have been the moment when she said no and you were like, okay, I'm not about to slap you right now. Because <laughs> I know you're in a very emotionally charged uh, state right now. You just almost died. Something she seems to have forgotten two days ago. Yawadi is nice and a good person and I love the actress. I think she's doing the most, but she do be acting stank sometimes but she doesn't convince her daughter that her father would find her because he loves her and that's what fathers do and what if he's not here well duh he told us to go i felt like that should have been something that was brought up i don't feel like this is needed seeing as someone shot at her to be convinced that you need to leave i would think she would be like i don't know appropriately informed of the gravity of the situation carver's dead and replaced by a hoe since there's blood on bear bear and he does not recall those karate moves he said he was gonna teach bear bear just five minutes ago bernard packs the two men back at the diner in stubb's car framing him for murder hands him the shovel he tells him the key to saving the world is a woman who shows up in a vehicle that he steps in front of and she wonders if he has a death wish he shows her the maze symbol which is also the calling card for the cause and she asks how long you've been with it he's like a few lifetimes and she tells him to get in she is suspicious pulls out some tech nines i don't know nothing about guns because they've never met if he's supposedly been with the cause as long as he says Stubbs then takes her gun and he explains that no one is gonna get shot and you're gonna take this bag and look one of those guys was a host and they have been trying to infiltrate the group I think it's very curious he does not mention he or Stubbs himself is a host because I have a feeling host human relations have very much deteriorated <laughs> over time he says he's there to help he knows about the condemned lands and condemned lands and wants her to take him there she's like nobody goes there i think that you have sun cancer or whatever do you not hear me narrating events ma'am i know you go down there and your organization does and that you're looking for something something he can help them find so why don't you just take me to your leader right foot up left foot slide left foot up right foot slide basically i'm saying either way we about to slide hey can't let this one slide hey. 
so here's the question by she does he mean the organization or does he mean you this woman in particular <laughs> i think it's her in particular back in temperance may judges her kmart version and knows she delivered her lines better the fake clem took a minute to compute what fuck off meant <laughs> as she is told that her services are not needed despite caleb's eyeballs just being like i don't know how to say no i was never that daft is what Maeve replies when uh he gives her a look basically like i know your ass ain't interested when i uh, anyone else when i'm sitting right here i'm a boss ass bitch 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 caleb sees two men approach the Maeve at the bar saying hey how about we do a we fuck you right here on the bar your two for one special caleb can't believe she had to put up with this bullshit but Maeve dismisses the pity saying even dumbed down with bulk her negative bulk app perception <laughs> she said her bulk app perceptions in the negatives she could always or she always had that fight within her and she owns that even though it was something scripted into that part of her persona she claims because she feels as if that does and it did have a huge part of why she was a survivor why she was able to get past the trauma because she had some agency and that was because you know that's who ford favored that's <laughs> what happens when you're the favorite child the music changes to enter the sandman by metallica which was a surprise thoroughly enjoyed that the cue did start though with the familiar tones Maeve is used to to signify Hector showing up. Hecky does show up and takes a gat and shoots another officer. It's the safe heist all over again, popping off Bonnie and Clyde style. She watches Hector come in and there's a little bit of, you know, remembrance recall here. He still knows how to make an entrance while enjoying the rapport and again insight into Maeve's whole life story Caleb notices the momentary grief Maeve feels for Hector or realize something must happen because he's like uh in a way that sounded kind of jealous just saying you were close with him him no he's a fake imitation of someone I used to know you guys suck at the right moment she just kills hecky and she's like sorry darling herself <laughs> and they take out all the rest of the gang and they have sufficient bait for the undertaker thought that was fun back to Yuwata. how you miss that big ass blood stain on your daughter's teddy bear explain to me explain to me not to mention uh three hours or five hours ago when it was light outside your daughter was fine with carver and now she's very trepidatious and like i don't want to go with that man something ain't right why don't you try to figure out why people are acting the way they are besides instead of just dismissing you did the same thing with caleb you're just being paranoid it's just a thing you're overreacting <laughs> you're gonna get yourself killed that's the last words you want to say to me really really but she was also crying tears when she saw Maeve. she's like that's that bitch that's the one that got your heart <laughs> i am fanficking half of this 
if it turns out to be true then clearly i have 20 20 vision when it comes to these things <laughs> but i was listening to another um because a lot of people don't seem to see it but i heard people say the same thing about michonne and rick which is something i'm like what how do you not peep that especially in season six i can i can give it to you season three even though the sexual tension was so there but season four yeah it was starting to lay the groundwork season five uh-huh and season six was yeah they gonna be canon <laughs> but some people really didn't know until they kissed like really this was a thing i'm like where the fuck you been um so back to this episode <laughs> she needs to investigate a little bit further but she doesn't and what the fuck are y'all packing it's dark bro uh finally she listens to her daughter who literally had to find the body before she was convinced that hey i'm not fucking crazy she said i've trained for this <laughs> that was cute but i was really with her mom at that point girl get inside even though why would you need to hide why do you need to hide why hide run bitch run or i don't know because it seemed to take him about 12 minutes to put the shit in the car get the gun shoot the motherfucker and the situation is handled why let him back in the house then search that house then find your daughter then decide to kill him not to mention y'all just ran off in the middle of the night no shoes no clothes materials what the fuck hello back with the resistance see that's her subtitle name i think i already mentioned that takes them to a deserted spot where there are death lasers i understand that most people are probably gonna say well bernard can see where they were going that is just one of those tropes they do in tv where technically the people are blind even though we can see through their eyes because we're meant to see through their eyes but it's just a silly thing that they do for dramatic effect because it allows them to show a shot in a different angle it's more not realism but just a little showmanship i think we've forgotten what showmanship is a little sometimes i know i'm just as guilty so i am i'm putting myself in that category but as soon as i saw it i've i've seen enough time to realize what the concept means the two men pull up the mares to deflect the lasers while she drives through and Stubbs is like well, you you gonna tell me about them death lasers uh i knew she would because he almost walked into them back to temperance Maeve and caleb catch a ride on the morgue wagon nice touch and he remarks it's cozy Giggity. i'm not sure if he was being facetious or not but i don't think i would ever get in the back of a cart for any reason talking about it's cozy unless i was snuggled up to chris Evans. <laughs> and then i'd be like yeah this is cozy like no it's not it's like it's about to be a bumpy suck fest ride uh she's like the suck has only just begun they are literally thrown into a shoot like meat on top of the other <laughs> When he says it must be and there must be an easier way to get down here, she tells him at least he didn't have to take a bullet first. And was it me fanficking or was there a genuine full realization that shit, she's done this many times and felt everything. And here I am complaining about this 
one time that i managed to get down here oh the irony of felix a human showing Maeve behavior and now Maeve a hoe showing caleb behavior this is where they teach us to do their bidding caleb is exposed once again to the reinforced concept of this is the hell that was her entire life no matter how flippant she is about it damn she protected him real quick when she saw that guard don't 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 do it don't don't do it they go into a room she finds a tablet and realizes that something is off that this floor is not being controlled by anything uh the sector seems to be not the sector they were looking for when the sirens go off and guests show up it is revealed they turn the westworld massacre into a hidden tourist attraction so messed up back to Maeve and all her greatness that second of her eyes shifting away when the alarms went off and there was like unexpected comedic moments in this episode and this is one of them like this shit (laughs) it was giving me life also when she is filtering information as it unfolds i'm not sure if it's intentional or not but it feels so because i've seen it with clementine and the secret service agent there is this uh unnatural roboticism that's probably not a word that does differentiate the hosts from the humans in a very subtle way i like that they added that touch to remind us that they may act and feel and react as humans but they are not actually human beings and the way they process information there needs to be something that separates them just a bit and i i like that there is that intentional or not but i feel it is touch of the way she shifts her head the way when she's looking at things it's it's uh it's very very subtle if you're not looking for it you might not even notice it but i do caleb's got a gun but unfortunately it does not work on humans (laughs) but it's an important piece to be brought into this because we see caleb shot multiple fucking times so please shut the fuck up about him being a hose can we not i get the obvious answer may not be to you know like uh that that seems easy that they may have fallen in love or had an inter interlude of sexual pleasure that that i can see if that's not what you want to accept or you don't see it that way but the whole caleb is a host thing is so an obvious thing as well it's almost like the default well they gotta be a host if something happened they gotta be a host and they keep talking about how gut wounds like that look like a deadly wound as if william is not somehow walking the fuck around this motherfucker i think we said this already but it still really baffles my mind they've cured all the i'm sure she can find something that patches motherfucking ass out up i understand it's a gut wound but dude had like eight lead pipe lead things that he had his hand chopped off blood loss and he still got on the damn stretcher man unless you take it to the torso with an ak like his daughter did then <laughs> you're dead you you probably gonna live you're probably going to live plus you have mave who's determined and a fucking supercomputer so if anyone can figure that shit out but also i keep going back to the dialogue for fuck's sake 
i meant afterward not when she saved his life or if she saved his life but after she saved his life something happened i feel that interpretation just has been a little you know misinterpreted to only hear the part of oh he almost died oh it looks deadly oh something happened so it has to be that he's a host and i'm like "Mm, no (laughs) my guess is that she held him up and they spent a lot of time together and she told him a lot of stories and they got even closer that had nothing to do with them on a mission together and everything to do with them as two human beings or two sentient beings and things got a little frisky the way her hands and his hands seem to always be on each other i'm just that that seems more rationale even if it's not true then he's a host because i still do not get the schematics i don't care how you try to sell that to me they literally had to transport milk through the yakuza because it was that fucking rare what she just pumped out all her milk into him and made him up you y'all saw the machines right you saw that she was making people like it's one of those things this is one of those things it's like i can i get i get having the thought i'm not shitting on that i'm i'm shitting on the idea that you're pretty much pulling shit out of thin air to make it a reality that's where i have a problem with it uh the flies also confirm that he's a human because they are not attracted to mave they are attracted to the human <laughs> as they are trained to do but back to back to the whole massacre him being like dolores i believe she was going by wyatt in this phase she's a mave's lines were the best also another great touch for caleb as a character to see dolores in another perspective that was in fact her true self before i don't know her gandhi moment he's like she did what now take off those rose colored genre glasses and he can see the enemy for who the enemy is Maeve takes a bullet from that uh crazy white bitch who says this is cathartic and it really was just a bullet graze it was a through and through Caleb was like you get behind me and he took the lead and my did he take the lead that's fucking teamwork Maeve being Maeve she's dismissive of the fact that she's got a a wound um I've had worse but she is the most vulnerably exposed in the situation as he tells her to take cover and stop acting so damn tough as he gets her to safety she manages to find something to cauterize her wound and I don't no again why i enjoyed the shot of her into it intuitively becoming distracted by her sense of the technology while caleb in the background handles business but that speaks to a certain faith in your man i mean wingman he also kills wyatt this is twice now he has killed somebody else's lover he takes over patching her up they have been as i mentioned earlier having their hands all over each other since they've been reunited in episode one telling me no. 
And smiling, she tells him he wasn't half bad out there. He's like, oh, well, you saved my life once, so I'm happy to return the favor. And her face said one of two things. The first being, oh, maybe I thought that was a real moment. Like you were being the, like, let's not pretend like this isn't a little Hectorish, right? Uh, so maybe she was pulled back to reality, you know? this was just him returning the favor of saving her life or b you really want to talk about that lighthouse don't you and i do not faceless drones carry maggots when they finally get to the control uh, sector and they are creating these parasites that seem to transition into black goo um which infects the flies who carry the parasite to the humans that are then controlled using music the way music poetically controlled the lives of the host shaloris is a fucking diabolical genius i hope you got your shit and pants on because you are about to shit your pants this is when i what i expected when bernard said that dolores has an evil poetic sense of justice the music is at a frequency normal humans cannot hear i don't know why i got very distracted in my notes and wrote this but i am going to (laughs) acknowledge what i wrote carver's voice was smoky and sexy as fuck just just needed you all to know that or him to know that because he was where have i seen him from i feel like i've seen him from something else the calls also feel the need to make dramatic entrances on doom buggies but it was well worth the wait to see zaddy daniel woo i recently know him from enter the badlands which was uh my shit into or enter into the badlands y'all know he's 47 looking that damn good bernard tells him they're in danger and that there is a weapon after c shows him the uh the host like he put that shit together real quick buried in these sands and he knows where it is and i thought mave i'm only guessing this is why you know once the chicago world was where or this is where the the chicago world once was but i don't know how or why these people would be searching for a host which makes me think otherwise could be william but eh i can't see him being a weapon the man's already pushing dementia and rickets and we are not in the theme park anymore so i don't know what this weapon could possibly be my first thought is made because he thought to use her as a weapon previously and let's face facts he is the only weapon even close to being able to fuck up shaloris's plan however i do think that they're uh i do think that there might be something else in the deck that i'm just not thinking of or anyone has really thought of caleb and mave realize the sound is controlling the humans we know they are because navarro who got flied in his vehicle is in there navarro also is the man that killed him in the show uh ozark i did realize that was the same character (laughs) 
didn't bring it up because it just wasn't i mean he had one episode with one scene he had a few flashbacks but he really wasn't that important she has perfected her control over the humans once again showcasing what she has in the future at some point works greatly they could even be recreating humans some think it's the shoe on the other foot like hosts are now uh controlling humans in a park but i find that to be rather absurd only because why would hosts who have been oppressed even if you aren't shaloris all of we cannot paintbrush the host the way you paintbrush humans like shaloris is doing or has been doing seemingly because maybe she's saving no 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 <laughs> I, tried, I tried to play devil's advocate for her for five minutes and i couldn't even be convinced i told you that bitch crazy now i could uh i guess one could supposition that she created her children and she made her children grow up to hate humans and control them but that also just seems absurd and thus far thus far she's been rather i mean straightforward and exactly like it doesn't need to be so convoluted right i'm taking over fucking humans i'm controlling through i think that's i think that's enough that's enough we don't need to also throw in i made a park that's new york after competing simple tasks the humans are then forced to kill themselves and you can see that they have no willpower the ultimate fuck you going back to that evil poetic sense of justice that is charloris making a theme park <laughs> when you know you have the real world which is what you wanted anyway <laughs> why would she create a park when she has the financial capital of the entire united states of america somewhere in hell logan is going i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm -hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened homeless men drug addicts uh mental patients all outliers they could see it coming that darling is the sound of fools fiddling while the whole fucking species starts to burn and the funniest fucking part they lit the match another prophet that also happened to be the prophet of the sublime or you know he i think if you go back in there he's probably still in there right recognizing frankie both mave and caleb panic now i can just hear people saying haven't even listened because i know people well enough well they should have known so i do have counter arguments to that because it's not out of all the the things i hear people say one of the worst things right uh but a all the evidence points to them being humans the people that are being tested there's multiple people we just saw Maeve asked or Caleb asked the question are these more hosts she's like no I don't think so these are humans B when fear happens rational degrades in the brain your maternal or paternal instinct naturally kicks in C now we talk about the trap they walked into and they knew they were walking to that was the opera house which they intended to have backup for everything else was not predicted to be a trap but something they stumbled upon we knew where it led we knew that it was a trap the characters aren't stupid just because we're better informed because we're the audience and d the best takeaway for me in this scene was despite the upgrades when properly motivated mave can bypass even the new technology 
or firewalls that William and Charloris is putting into place because what Charloris is using is still proprietary uh, information data of one Robert motherfucking Ford who gifted his favorite child with it. So there is like this going back and forth that maybe she's not going to have any control anymore. But I'm like, no, it's the same encryption. It's it's the same shit that she's using even if she is upgrading the the security measures she's making it harder for her but harder doesn't mean impossible unfortunately once the adrenaline of the moment has worn off and she's able to get caleb in the room we get some really good acting from uh aaron paul she immediately knows she's a host and runs to stop whatever is about to happen but runs smack dead into william hey wait a minute bitch what is this shit they have a quick tussle and never one to show fear she asks if he's tired of getting his ass kicked unfortunately i feel like he is gonna get the chance for vengeance now i have not seen it discussed anywhere at least i haven't heard it anyway the fact that there is a particular scene in the trailer when it first came out for the season that was noticeable to me there are those that do not watch the trailers i respect that i am someone who does not typically watch the trailers for a show however if something is in the trailer of a show and someone tells me about it i do not consider myself spoiled because that is that is known information that is information that has been released now it could be out of context it could be out this way and the other thing but whatever it is it's not a spoiler it's a spoiler in the context that you yourself did not see it well everybody's not a fucking mind reader it was put out there in the world to see if someone mentions it you cannot get your panties in a bunch about it i just don't and as someone who does uh, once again do not watch trailers on multiple like for the next on i don't watch and i almost did not watch the trailer for this season but i i ended up watching it instead but i usually don't watch trailers for the seasons of really good shows because they don't know how to not keep the good shit out of it right i understand but in the sense of what a true spoiler is that is not a true spoiler so you're gonna have to just with that being said out of respect i will save this one slight piece or after when we do the feedback only because i do think that it is uh a, to me it goes into a little bit of a theory that in a sense could be considered a bigger spoiler type of thing but it is still only a theory and based on one screenshot of something <laughs> which is why i always feel ridiculous and why i've kind of mentioned things earlier in the trailers and not held back but in this one case i'm going to to be a little coy this season is called the choice um every season in case you did not know does have a title to it a theme i wonder if the choice is live under my control or die for humans a mave's choice could be live here with caleb and his fake daughter as an olive branch and join me in this new reality or die or just be put down have the man in black finish what he started Maeve is her biggest threat but i feel like she kicked the hornet's nest 
meaning Charloris and well enough alone could be what Charloris should have done in the long run because she was bothering nobody and I do mean Maeve was bothering she was letting you do whatever the fuck he was doing and you came for her fake Frankie tells Caleb that Shaloris only wanted him and that she wants him to stay he for some reason still didn't put two and two together (laughs) it could also be that she feels Dolores chosen savior of humanity can be utilized Shaloris that means you know i'm thinking of what shaloris because I, I i could not figure out for the most of it why she would want caleb out of all people there is the idea that he was an outlier but that doesn't seem to be enough but that's where i i went in my mindset of maybe it could be because shaloris felt that dolores chose him as the savior of humanity and he can now be utilized for her benefit especially since he is the leader of the resistance right killing him would be beneficial is what i would think she would do, would do but i think this is or it could be shalores's twisted benevolence or as inferred earlier her ace to keep mave in control but whatever the case may be caleb is flied it was at this moment that he knew he fucked up and unfortunately there does not seem to be a cure in sight for the condition in which he he has so i that's where i'm going with it sucks that we would we would lose the last human he would die but i also don't know where his story could go unless he's frozen unless may is find may finds a way to get rid of shaloris wants her for all and dismantle her whole entire diabolical plan that's the only way i can see caleb being saved but it also would be a nice tie-in to the beginning of the series which is you know i want a fucking happy ending people want happy endings they they may not be complete happy endings because you know i have a feeling the human race is going to take a major l but i do think some people deserve a happy ending i think that bernard dying for everyone uh is is exactly what bernard's fate and his whole like he was he was kind of had born in this second chance of being this human host hybrid and uh you know it puts him in this in the only position to really help humanity to where it needs to be after i think the disaster so it's not so much as avoiding the disaster the disaster is going to happen shaloris is going to win but it is going to be a matter of saving those that can still be saved for the recreation of mankind and this new image as it were and i do think that image is going and possibly can be immortality or caleb gets recreated because <laughs> it's not like that's not on the table too we do have feedback for this episode so let's hop into it Lay up, motherfucker. hey christina it's me shy um first and foremost welcome back uh podcast queen to reality and getting back to it um i see that you're already um putting us to task um and getting our feedback in so (laughs) it's uh back to uh 
back to reality for us as well. Um, yes, so this is for Westworld episode three. And um, how do I, I uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, a part of me is glad that we're not doing a live discussion on this episode because I feel like this episode had a lot of callbacks to earlier stuff. And unlike yourself, um, who've watched the <laughs> seasons, uh, rewatched the seasons, I'm my my recall on all that happened, unless it was something huge. I just don't remember and so like certain things I did just like all the and, and of course they pointed it out in this episode like the the story was the same even though um, in this an instance it was a 1920s version of Westworld all the plot was the same the characters played by different um, people but um, the Hector and the Clementine and um, Maeve, all of them. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Dolores, um, I thought that was, uh, uh, what's this, what's, uh, what's her name? August, the one with the snake tattoo on her face, you know, like a fake version of that. <laughs> and I think that it seems like they did that on purpose. Like we got like these, and I, and I think Maeve even talked about it, like these, these reject versions or the 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 B team <laughs> version of the characters that we're used to that we've grown to adore or invest have an investment in. So I thought it was funny that we got this same storyline played out in a different um in a different world. Uh, so yeah, I thought I, I enjoyed that. Um, just seeing the um the differences uh the similarities and differences um in the season one versus that season in this episode um I loved and, and I enjoyed that I mean I don't feel like we got a whole lot of progression on the story I I think you said there's eight episodes so I mean I'm okay with it because um I I can't this the story can't go too fast for me because I I'm already, uh, you know, a little bit <laughs> on the slow, on the slow, I'm a little bit slow on the intake on getting things, especially with me not understanding um, exactly what's going on because I don't remember previous season um, things that happened. Um, and so it's, it's unfortunate for me that I'm not going to be able to catch on as quickly to it which I look forward to your podcast because that gives me that opportunity to you know tie it into whatever is going on you'll mention yeah this is from season two season one whatever the case may be and then it'll it'll trigger a memory sometimes sometimes not um but yeah so I mean unfortunately as far as my um, feedback is concerned. It's not going to, it's going to be bare bones, so to speak. But I did love the music choices in this one and how funny it was, you know, call me by Blondie when, um, when Bernard was fighting, I was, I was cracking up on that one. And then the, we got the instrumental for inner Sandman. Of course, that was on my top list of, uh, songs, um, heavy, uh, rock and roll songs. 
And so, yeah, it was, um, I was very, I was enjoying that version of the song uh, during the uh, Hector, or AKA Hector, or Hecty, Hecky. Is that what they said in that poster? Anyways, um, so we have Bernard. I want to talk about him real quick. So from what I'm understanding, he went into the sublime uh, and it's almost like it reminds me of like Barry going into the speed force and he saw past, present and future, all the timelines or whatever the case may be. Um, and he comes out and or unlike Barry, um, Bernard comes out and he he's because he's seeing all the scenarios, all the variables, he's able to um predict what's going to happen and go the route that has the best chance best outcome of course this reminds me of dr strange i know you don't watch it i think you watched the first one when dr strange was telling tony um iron man about hey this is our best chance of winning eventually um so i'm guessing we're going down that type of a route with bernard um he knows this the route he's taken this is the best route to take in order to take down hail and so that's what they're doing um i don't even know how far in the future they are i mean we saw a bunch of dust on bernard but it's hard to know if they're if we're on the same timeline uh as um mave and caleb or for further down the road um so and that's and that's one thing you have to think about when you're dealing with Westworld because you feel like just like with um William you know it's like we were getting past William past present William future, you know all that stuff and the same with it was a season one um so I feel like um because my suspicions of the girl I keep thinking that's Frankie and someone's just gonna have to talk me off the ledge on that because you know i it just kept coming to me like is that frankie um in the future obviously adult frankie um and they're like 20 years in the future bernard and Stubbs. so that'd be interesting to find out um so not sure um then we got the flies again which i guess confirms um i'm gonna say it confirms that they they um, get that goo into them and they're like parasites and they go into the human brain and they infect the human brain with this goo stuff and then it makes them um, susceptible to being controlled. And so because we saw the guy from the last episode, the deputy director, I think, of Homeland Security, I think that was his title. We saw him as one of the subjects that ended up shooting himself. Because uh, the tower thing controlled them. And I'm guessing this is what that tower thing is that they were talking about in the last episode. So it's like it's so much still that like happening. You can see that the, the pieces are coming together slowly but surely. We saw Frankie, you know, you know, the whole Carver, Frankie and Iwade thing. So um, they made you think that. I mean, I, I'm like, she's not dead because they're not going to, you know. I, I doubt, I mean, because they show her and the, the guy Carver, the fake Carver going into the closet. And then they showed, frankly, frankly, Frankie being in the, in the, um, Westworld thing. Um, so I'm like, yeah, okay. They want us to believe that they capture her, but then we see that she's a host. 
Um, they just use her as a as bait to get Caleb to where they wanted him. Why they need Caleb is going to be interesting to see. I feel like um, Dolores slash Hale has a soft spot for Caleb because they did, you know, they were together um, last season for the most part until the end. Um, so... Also, I forgot to mention this, but in the beginning, Bernard was talking to some guy. Um, are, is he from a previous season? Because I don't know. I mean, he seems familiar, but I don't know who he is. And so um, I'm sure, I'm like, was he in one of the parks from before? Um, like the Native American parks or something like that? I feel like I should know him, but I don't. And then we saw Charlie and then Charlie and Bernard with the maze. And so that's going to come into play somehow. Um, we're, I know we're seeing that for a reason. We didn't see Christina in this one. So I'm sure that's going to come next episode. But I'm very excited. Um, I just like I said, I'm still I'm still hanging in there and trying to piece it all together. Um, probably slowly but surely. But that's how it is with me and Westworld. It's just never going to be me, you know, just understanding what the hell's going on. Um, so on that note, until next time, much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. Thank you, Queen Shy, for your thoughts and feedback, as well as the welcome back to reality. You really love to make sure I know I'm back in reality, huh? Putting us to task. I laugh so loud. <laughs> I'm like uh i gave y'all a week y'all said i'm going on vacation too and i think there was a lot of progression also think you need to give yourself a lot more credit you definitely figured out what was going on you knew there or you suspects there's different timelines you think that frankie is the mysterious woman everybody thinks the mysterious woman is frankie you're where the audience is right now and that's uh, you know you're not as behind as you think you are this this season ain't, ain't ain't as complex though i am a little disappointed that you did that you didn't remember aki how you gonna forget kiksuya which is one of the best episodes of season two how dare you <laughs> but yes he was the leader of the native americans and he also woke up mave that's like this huge big part of that but as far as plot progression, I think they did a good job. Caleb and Maeve are now up to speed of what's actually Shaloris's plan. Uh, Caleb has been flied. That's a big thing that's happened. Bernard is now awake. That's another big thing that's happened. And he knows exactly what to do and he's taking action. And we are introduced to what is likely a future. I noticed there were a few things like the, the win things in the background they typically blow and they were not functioning which i thought was a little odd uh everything looks a little derelict uh, so i can i can see this being a little bit of a post-apocalyptic type of world so i think all of those are, are big character moves yes i did watch avengers but no i did not watch dr strange none of them and i did watch the first avengers and that's it so i am familiar with the concept of that uh and i did like how it was done in that movie just wish that it didn't uh have so many disappointments and girl i said that was frankie like three episodes ago <laughs> then again i did watch the trailer and i'm not sure that you did 
and i think that's pretty much it you be very mum on the caleb and mave stuff and that's the shit i most want to talk about but i guess there's really not much to add but there was so much in this episode that was amazeballs then i guess we'll just talk about that offline once again because nobody is down for this crack ship the way it's not even a crack ship it's a ship even if it's just a friendship the way i am supporting it mimi did already give me the heads up that she would not be joining the feedback as she is two episodes behind i don't know how that is since there's only one episode but i think because there's another one that comes out tonight and because she has a lot of personal things on her plate she's probably not going to make it but that's all good personal things definitely come first and i'm sure eventually we will do a live stream of something we'll look at the schedule this week and see what we can put together not a live stream but you know a uh a joint podcast on one of the shows that we all do and that's gonna wrap up the feedback for this week so we can go ahead and discuss this one little spoiler it's really not even a big deal of a spoiler but here it goes if you don't want to hear i will see you um tomorrow because i'm totally gonna be on the next episode of westworld uh if you want to send feedback blackgirlcouch at gmail.com my social medias will be below you know what to do like share and subscribe it's your last warning spoilers 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 so in the trailer there is one scene of Maeve when she confronts Shaloris which looks to be in her tower it looks as if she takes her brain ball I think that she ends up I think that what ultimately happens is that The man in black is going to kill Maeve, probably in front of Caleb, and then chop her head off and remove her brain ball. Basically, in a very visceral way, how um, Logan was trying to show William how this isn't a person. This is not a real thing. You know, you having feelings for this, it's absurd. I think that's what exactly she's going to give her a choice Maeve's not going to accept that choice and then she's going to have the man in black like also what was done to Peter Abernathy to her father be completely inviscerated have her head cut off and her brain ball be taken out and either stored there I don't know or possibly left there I, I, I can't I don't know something to that effect possibly that's very wild theory don't know why i'm just putting it together because this uh, i'm thinking of how this show is pulling a lot from season one and if we are following in the footsteps of a william-like trajectory story for calum this would make a whole lot of sense there's one scene in the the trailer where i thought it was going to be the frankie scene which they did show in the trailer so i was that was not i knew for a fact but i think everybody named mama knew for a fact that that was not his daughter but I, I knew that was coming with the head up. I didn't think he was actually going to get flied though. But I thought that was going to be the scene that we see Caleb have a very, very visceral, emotional reaction to something that he's seen. Now, it could also just be his wife. But where we are in the story and it being, you know, it being something that is already stated, like we have no interest in your wife or in your child. Actually, it was all about just you. So now that they've put that out there, we know that although they were keeping tabs on them sure of course why not they weren't actively trying to recruit them to this place to be used or tortured or killed in front of caleb what other thing could possibly cause him to have such a emotional outburst reaction 
well seeing the man in black who wants his vengeance and takes his vengeance out on Maeve in front of him but I also know that Maeve is triumphant because of another few scenes um one is the man in black looking shook next to the actual William that is in the cryo sleep and they seem to be having a conversation and he seems to be rather defeated and there's also a scene with Shaloris and Maeve Maeve is confronting her in all black with a bun that's very reminiscent of Clementine and she has in her hand if you zoom in the man in black William's knife the hunting knife that he uses to kill the hunting knife I believe he's gonna use to kill her and take out her brain ball and this is how it's gonna go down in the next episode but the last scene's gonna be probably towards the end of the episode I think eventually Stubbs at least is gonna make it to this new world I think that Maeve is also going to make it to this new place the tower because we know that they the scene happens in the tower and there was one scene of showing a little brain ball being put in the tower while man in black and dolores are kind of acknowledging each other on the on the job well done so that's why i feel as if this is going to be something that she utilizes caleb for to torture and she's also going to use uh against poor poor Maeve but I do know my bae is going to come out triumphant and it also leads to the idea somehow some way she might possibly be the weapon so that's my my crazy theory just based on information evidence already provided to the audience could be completely wrong but that's where I'm at there's also a huge chance that the man in black ends up being the true villain of the series because Charloris is definitely it but I think that there's still potential for the man in black to be like it's not our duty to do this that and other he wants to ascend he wants dominance that's always been the thing with William who the man in black is and I think that maybe he can come into conflict with uh with Shaloris at some point which in the end makes him the big bad for seasons maybe four and five because I think we've had Chaloris as the enemy for a very long time or Dolores and now that she's finally gotten what she wanted it would make sense that then another worse person than even her her own worst enemy is then standing on the throne or in the tower in the end and we already knew he was fucking done with reality so once again if you want to send feedback for the next episode blacker couch gmail at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic